Welcome to the Weekend Sports Buzz here on 1450 WXVW. I am Kelly Patrick coming at you as we do every Sunday from 10 until noon. Also on Saturdays from 9 to 11, we have our man Mike Gandolfo with a a, a rotating cast of co-hosts. And what we talk about here on the Weekend Sports Buzz is all things in the world of sports. We got plenty to talk about despite the fact that we're a regional market when it comes to sports. And many think Louisville and Southern Indiana, they think college basketball, maybe some college football. The benefit to our show is we get to talk about everything. And I know Brandon Lawrence, who's in studio with me today. Brandon, you really like talking about all things. You're a a fan of not just the Kentucky Wildcats, but you're a hell, a Washington Wizards fan. You know more about soccer than I do. You even, I've seen you wear hockey jerseys, Brandon. (laughs) Yeah, man, sports is what gets me going, so yeah, you so th- got to know it all. That's what we're here to talk about today. we got plenty to hit on uh, between the, the Washington, what do we call it now, the R word? Are we allowed to call it the Washington, you're, you're people, wa- yeah, Washington people, guy, are we allowed to say Redskins? People are Am I going to get fired for saying that? <laughs> <laughs> you might get fired for saying the R word, man. The R- I mean, it's the Redskins, you know, until until otherwise, until somebody says, I guess until the patent office says otherwise, it's the Redskins, right? <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, Daniel Snyder's not backing off. Doesn't sound like he wants to allow uh, the NFL or really the, the, the U.S. government who took away his trademark, I believe it, it is, um, to force him to change the name. The Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by none other than my man Brandon J. Lawrence, where J stands for justice. Personal injury attorney, call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. Today we'll have an opportunity for Brandon to provide his legal expertise in the area of the Redskins. What does uh, losing your patent, what does it mean? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We've got Women's U.S. Open to talk about, an 11-year-old. She didn't quite make the cut. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. we got the FIFA World Cup. Today, Germany versus Ghana yesterday, big game. Uh, Five o'clock today, we got the United States playing in football. So we'll we'll, we'll be sure to discuss that. Baseball, I'm a big Reds fan. Devin Mezzarocco came through with his 12th home run of the season last night. Aside from myself and Gary Thomas, we're also joined in studio today by Gary, I'm sorry, Brandon Lawrence. We're also joined in studio by Gary Thomas of BluegrassMMA.com and Brandon Newsom of the Kentucky Office of Transamerica. Um, they're fans of the fight game, MMA. They've been very involved in it for years. But they're also fans of other sports, right, Gary and Brandon? Yes, sir. Cricket. Either Are you a big cricket fan? No. No. <laughs> well, either of you a fan of uh, FIFA World Cup? Will you be watching it tonight? I'm a fan of the hype. Like, I'm a fan. Like, what it brings to the soccer community is unrivaled. There's nothing that can match it in this world. The sport itself, not so much. No. I love the institution. Kind of like don't hate the player, hate the game kind of deal, you know. I love the World Cup, but I'm not really a soccer fan. That yeah. Makes any type of sense. I'm okay with that. Uh Brandon, what what do you think? Mr. Mr. Newsom, I'll call you. Brandon N. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a, I, I'm a huge fan of sports and athleticism. Uh, it, I think this is uh, to get to see it at a world stage where it's not uh, not colluded by the Olympic Committee, uh, make some stupid rulings. Uh, FIFA seems to be the most pure world sport that we actually have. 
And uh, I'm excited this afternoon uh, heading to Simpsonville with some of the guys from the agency to uh, watch some of the games. I don't know who's playing this afternoon, but it'll be a good time anyway. We'll put a little money on some of the on some of the games. <laughs> I want to encourage our listeners, give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450. What are you looking forward to with today's game? Do you expect the U.S. team to win? Brandon Lawrence, do you, do you anticipate a, a victory for the United States over, who is it? Argentina? Portugal. They Portugal. play Portugal in the world. <laughs> some would say the world's best. Cristiano Ronaldo, um, he's a, uh, what do you call, he's a metrosexual. He's like, Aren't all soccer players? <laughs> well, especially him, man. He does his eyebrows and stuff like waxes and all that stuff. Takes like care of that. himself. Yeah, yeah. He, he loves. Yeah, he, me time. Yeah, <laughs> that's, what, that's what he's got. But nah, man. He, he should the U.S. win? They should win. Yes. Why do you win. say that? Because, because you're a Portugal's US fan? not good. Oh, okay. They got Cristiano Ronaldo, but they're no good. Yeah, ten other players that you know that, that aren't very good. He's the best. One of the best in the world. Some would say Messi's the best. But he, he didn't score against Ghana the first game. So in U.S. – I mean, not Ghana. He didn't score against uh, – who beat him? I don't know. Who was the other group? Was it Germany? It would be oh. Germany. No, it got Ghana. Ghana they, beat they, him. They, I think Ghana beat him. U.S. beat Ghana. U.S. beat Ghana. Well, I, I don't they, – he didn't score. He didn't, For his first game, he didn't score. And uh, so the U.S. – In soccer, that's not that big of a deal, though, is it? Yeah. When he does, when, when, when the when, world's when, best, when you got the the weight of the entire team on your shoulders, you yeah, need to deliver. Messi he's delivered. He delivered yesterday, in like in, in stoppage time, right? That's right. So two, he scored two goals now this World Cup, hadn't he? Oh yeah, Leon, well, Lionel. No, how do you pronounce it? Lionel Messi. They say Lionel Messi, and he's with Argentina. He's Argentinian, yeah. And uh, I think those were like his first two goals in a World Cup. Yeah, he's only twenty six, I think. Yeah, he's a real he's young, young guy. I believe. Yeah, but he's been playing for like twenty years. I mean, yeah, because like he moved from Argentina to Barcelona. You know, he plays for Barcelona and all that stuff. But yeah, you, the U.S. should win, man. If they don't win, it's a disappointment. Now, uh, Josie yeah. Altador is not playing today. No, is that significant, or do they have enough star power where they'll be able to? They've got a great goalkeeper. What's his name? Tim Howard. Tim Howard. Yeah. Um, they should win. Uh, Josie Altador, I don't think he really makes that much of a difference, to be honest with you. You got, you still got Clint Dempsey, you got, um, and, and all those other younger guys. So hell, a, a guy who came in off the bench scored a goal last game. Yeah, I mean, so you know, they've they've got some talent, man. U.S. The U.S. has some talent, so they should win. What I do mean, you What do you make of the coach and his statements uh, about them not being able to win? That's universal type talk. I mean, we can all relate being MMA fans or whatever you're a fan of. Hey, Gary, you play college football. If, if Brandon Lawrence, you play college football also. Your, your coach comes out and says, we're not going to win this. <laughs> what, what, what do you say? I mean, and then you do win your first game, and then the coach says, yeah, we can, we're going to win this game. You say, coach, last week you said we couldn't win. How does that go down? Reverse psychology. Is that what it is? <laughs> Whatever it takes to motivate you, I don't know. Like I, I would feel like you kind of you take the the lead from your from your coach, and so if he was dead serious, well, maybe you go out there and you play like you don't have a shot. But maybe the way it came across to the team was you're not supposed to win. Yeah, it didn't negatively impact them in the first game. Uh oh, nigga, my fault. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously they came out with the win, right? I mean, it's uh, it, the psychology behind it. Maybe that coach knows what he's doing saying that. He, maybe he felt like he was just in in a bad pool. I know when the when it was announced, what you know, who was in their their pool or whatever. It was supposedly the just the, the death, gauntlet the, the of death. Just death yeah. Yes. So, and he's a German. He's coming from a program that is, you know, more successful than the U.S. So he, he's just trying to be realistic. What do you guys think of 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 Jurgen Klinsmann thus far? What do you think of a German representing the United States as our head coach? <laughs> the U.S. sucks in, in, in football, man. Well, well they, they don't suck if they're one of 32 teams that made it to the World Cup. Well, Am I wrong? Here's the deal, right? Clint Dempsey now is the greatest U.S. player. So what does that tell you? Four years ago, uh, Landon Donovan was the greatest U.S. player. So it doesn't take too many goals to become the greatest U.S. player. It takes like four or five goals in international play. Um, because we we just started yeah. we just started winning. And that's I think that's his point. It's like okay. he's trying to create a culture of winning uh, against Klinsman. You know, he's trying to carry the culture. He says, he's the, I mean, he's the guy that cut Landon Donovan, man. You know, and that wasn't a huge, it wasn't that big of a deal. That's like, that's like a new manager coming in. Cutting Kobe. Cutting Kobe. Right, exactly. And nobody's like, whatever. Everybody's like, whatever. People don't care. You, you get on, just like you said it, you get on the soccer thing because it's hot. That's, I mean, that's, and that's what it is. People don't really, you know, you get all the, and then think about it. When we went, when we went in high school, I don't know about you guys, I'm probably the same thing. You play football. When we went in high school, right? Um, soccer, the people that played soccer were like the people that couldn't make the other teams. Like, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Tennis One and soccer. Step above yeah. the band. Yeah. I mean, unless you were just like awesome, right? Uh, you know, I don't know. But who plays soccer? Who, back in the day, now everybody plays soccer, you know. But who 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 plays soccer, man? Nobody really cares. The rest of the world cares. But in the U.S., I mean, we're just kind of like, uh, playing, you know, playing the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, man. Let's go drink at the pub, man. And, you know. Soccer's what you put your kids in to, <laughs> yeah. to burn off that energy it right. is. until they're old enough to play a real sport. That's Let's true. Let's be honest. It's a good way to get in good shape and, and to value the, um, you know, footwork and things like that. But when you get older, you play bat. For me, it was basketball. Um, you're right. And not to take a shot at soccer, I think these guys are amazing, right? They're amazing athletes. The guys from America, though, it looks like the, I've, I've been doing a little bit of research trying to educate myself on it. It looks like the majority of the guys on the U.S. team are from, like, New Jersey or something like that. So maybe it's bigger <laughs> up there. Is that what it is? I think it's like a coastal thing. It's like, yeah, I think it's East Coast, you know, because all the good soccer teams like Virginia, Maryland, um, I guess up in New York maybe. Just, just I don't know there's why. Nobody, knows there's why. nobody out of Iowa. Burning no. it up on the soccer field, or Louisville, no. or, or no, or, no, or Indianapolis, or that's just not the, not where the, that's not what gets you the girls. No, I won't say that because plenty of guys I went to high school with were my buddies who were on the soccer team. And they were cool. They liked to party, right? I mean, they weren't bad guys. I mean, they were cool. They were cool guys. They're they were just cool. a different breed. They, they, you're right. They weren't built physically to play football, and they weren't tall enough to play basketball. 
No. I mean, you know, you wouldn't like if you lined them up, if you lined them up uh on you know, to play one, uh, what a game of of basketball or whatever. You had 10 guys and the last guy was a soccer player he, and he was your 10th guy. You probably just played with four guys. <laughs> you know? That's a true story. Cuz they they come out there with those and I love soccer. You know, it just might not sound like it. But they come out there like I went. I was in school in '92, so you come out there with those sambas, you know, those Adidas sambas. You're like, man, take those things off, man. They're they're all run over and stuff, and they, you know, they just they dress weird, they dress different, um, they do just different stuff, man. And then they try to be cool. And <laughs> they try to be cool, all right. <laughs> and it's like, man, just get out of here, man. <laughs> none, nonetheless, nonetheless, tonight. Five o'clock, we're all going to be getting together and chanting <laughs> yeah. USA, and we're all going to be... I mean, the ratings for this stuff is absolutely amazing. You look at four years ago and the, the U.S. ratings compared to today, I mean, it's it's really went to a, a whole new level here in the United States. You could say it has to do with what what, what many people talk about, uh, the, the, uh, the browning of America, the more Hispanic people we have here in the country, the more relevant it becomes. Um, that's true. For whatever reason, soccer is growing, and this is the biggest effect. I've maybe I'm paying attention more now than I was four years ago. Is that what it is? But it seems like this is way bigger to me than it was four years ago. Uh, I feel yeah. like the fever pitch was was when the women won, right? Yeah, when the women I mean, won, it was huge. That's, that that was huge. It was huge, and I. Like, is Alessi Lawless still on the team? No, he's not. <laughs> he's he's announcing. Doing the, he's doing the commentating. Yeah, that's like, the, <laughs> yeah, right. Of all, of all the people, that's one of the yeah. guys that I would like, Alessi you know. He has that name recognition. You're yeah. right. And so they are incorporating him. I watched a talk show last night with him on it, and he was giving his insight. Also, Landon Donovan, you know, he he got cut, but he's he's got that name recognition, so they're milking him for all he's worth, and he's <laughs> he's uh, uh, doing a lot of commentating. I want to encourage our listeners, give us a call on the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line, 502-384-1450. Do we need to be educated on soccer? Is this uh, topical discussion of it and the way that people are separated from football and basketball to soccer, is that offensive to you? 502-384-1450. Tell us you know, what you anticipate from tonight's game, 5 o'clock. Does the United States have a chance at winning? We're going to head to the buzz line now where we have our man Brian the Insider on the line with us. How are you doing this morning, Brian? Good morning, Kelly and Brandon. How are you guys doing this morning? Hey, what's going on, Brian? I love listening to all this soccer or football talk. I, I'm like uh, Brandon. I, I, I've been following it. I love the excitement. I'm not sure I know exactly what's going on, but uh, I can tell you about the uh, the guys I went to school that played soccer. They, I agree with everything you guys are saying, but those dudes are in shape. Uh, and uh, they run all day. I read an article yesterday that said in the average soccer game, the average player runs seven miles. NBA is three miles. So, I mean, hats off, though. The few times I did play soccer, and I played a lot of other sports in high school, uh, <laughs> I was winded. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't ready for all that running up and down. The, the, the field was so much bigger than a basketball court or a football field. So uh, I got to give them to them in conditioning. It's uh, I'll be pulling for the USA tonight. I love the excitement. It's a uh, it's a fun thing, and I I hope it keeps going. I'm, you know, it's kind of surprising that if the U.S. wins, they automatically. Brian, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? I I can hear you now. You say if the U.S. wins, they automatically. Yeah, they automatically go out of the group competition and into the uh, uh, the 
sudden death round the 16. So uh, nobody gave him a shot for that, and uh, I think that's pretty amazing. It'd be the first time they ever made it to that round, correct? I'm not sure about that, but I can't remember him ever making it to that round. Uh, Is that right, Brandon? Man, you got me on that one. See, we don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> I think we can all come to an agreement that we the, the the summary is we get excited and we would we would watch people having a contest to see how far they could throw a stick. Yeah, and we'll bet on it, like your like your co-host said there. We'd love to bet on it. We're not sure what we're betting on. Hey, I wanted to ask Brandon about. Uh, I don't want to rub it in too bad because my pacer, they, 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 the heat did beat the Pacers. But I, I got to ask Brandon what he thinks going to happen to the heat. Uh, are they going to stay together? Does LeBron move forward? I, I read something this week where LeBron's 14-year-old son, who's a pretty good prospect, has been enrolled back at his old school up in Akron, Ohio. Oh, wow. I just want to get Brandon's feedback on what he thinks is going to happen to the heat roster. You know what? You know what, Brian? I, I mean, hey, man, I was, I was, thinking, I was thinking about that. Hey, what about what about? I think I think he opts out. I think he opts out. Yeah. I think yeah. he tests the just given his track record. I think he tests free agency. He's got he's got to do it what by June thirtieth. So that's I yeah. think next week. Um, well, all three of them. But he's the key. I, I, I was thinking, what about him going to New York, man? What if he goes? Mm. What if he? I mean, I don't know if they have the cap. I guess they don't have the cap space. But what if he goes to New York instead of uh, and then and Melo stays? And they they're able somehow to get somebody else. I mean, what? I think he's gone. I think he's yeah, gone. Yeah, I do too. And 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 I think anywhere he goes, yeah. he'll he'll be he'll. I mean, not anywhere, but there's probably ten or fifteen teams that he could go to and instantly be a, a title contender next year. And the Heat are going to be in bad shape. I mean, completely rebuilding uh, deal. I saw where Pat Riley said, "I'll do anything to bring him back" and all that. And I don't blame him because I think. The fans will uh, they'll have a hard time putting people in that building, and 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 it's going to be tough on that. But I'd like to see LeBron go somewhere else, and, and uh, you know I think he needs to. I don't think there's enough talent, uh, young talent on that Heat team for LeBron. I mean he can't. I mean he tried to do it all, but boy he needs some help. And when you got a team like the Spurs that are deep and and, and have some veteran, but also have some uh, you know some new guys and some young. Uh, leadership. It, I don't see them getting past the Spurs, and I, and quite frankly, I don't see them getting past you know Oklahoma City, maybe the Mavericks, maybe Golden State. I think there's three or four teams. They look good coming out of the East, but uh, I think there's three or four teams in the West that could beat this current Heat team. But uh, I wanted to get your feedback on that. Hey, I, I'm also watching the Women's U.S. Open. We're talking about a bunch of different sports. Uh, Michelle Wee who, you know, came out, was supposed to be so great, played on a lot of men's tournaments and stuff, and really never won anything. Finally, she's she's emerged as maybe one of the, the best women's player. She's got a – she's tied for uh, – she's two under at Pinehurst, and uh, I'd like to see her win. I mean, she uh, – uh, you know, she, she had to doubt herself. I mean, she uh, didn't really get the job done, but uh, when you start so young, they had an 11-year-old, 11-year-old playing the U.S. <laughs> Open this week. So, I mean – that is nuts, but it's fun. It's uh, I like to golf a little bit, and to watch any of the golf, I think is in you know is impressive. I even like watching the seniors play. But I'll be watching the U.S. Open today, and uh, um, I think that's fun to watch. No question about it. Really, for being an off-season time of the year here in the area, regionally, there's plenty to talk about. You mentioned Lucy Lee and her being 11 years old. She did not make the cut in the U.S. Women's Open, um, but 
she ironically, the big story now is, I guess that's irony, right, Brandon? That's irony. Is the Michelle Wee who came in, she was Lucy Lee however long ago that was, yeah. five, six, seven. How many years ago was that? Oh, boy, she came in. I think she started playing about 13. So what's that, nine years ago? I mean, it seems like she's been around forever. And when I heard yesterday she was 24, I thought, my goodness, I thought she was 44. But, uh, <laughs> you know, she's been around forever, and it's good to see. She's kind of very unusual. If you watch it at all, she's changed her putting stroke. She's she's about 6'1 or 6'2, and she bombs the ball. And now she's got a very unusual uh, stance over the ball where she bends directly. They, I think they call it a tabletop putting stroke. And, and uh, But it's working for her, and she's rolling the ball good. And uh, as long as she is, I really expect her to win today and get that first major under her belt. And I expect her to really uh, maybe have some dominance. Uh, the other big news in golf was Tiger's coming back next week, and which is great for the tour, great for next week's event, uh, but really good for the PGA in Louisville. Uh, I think uh, I think we'll have Tiger, who who's won the PGA Championship at Valhalla. Uh, that that's huge to have Tiger come back into the game. No question about it. You talk about Michelle Wee. I'd say for women's golf, she's the type of person who's young, um, has that marketing potential to be someone like the next Tiger, maybe for women's golf. Tiger trying to make a comeback. It's his tournament. He's coming back to this next week, right, Brian? Yeah, yeah, he's coming back to. Well, he's caught, I think, two or three tournaments uh, throughout the year that he's he's got some kind of sponsorship or some involvement for his uh, foundation. Uh, so yeah, he's coming back into that. But uh, they say he's been working on a short game because of his back problems. He hasn't really been able to take a full cut. So they say, and Tiger has always had a very underestimated great short game uh and they say it's really really well now and uh i expect him to come back and play very competitively i do not think that at this stage of his game i'm one of the guys that does not think he can get five more majors which would break jack nicholas's record uh i think he might have a major or two left in him at best but boy that's such a competitive game and you've got you know we saw uh Martin Keimer last week at the U.S. Open that just dominate the field. There's just players from all over the world and young people coming into it. Tiger, I think, is 38 now. Uh, I would love to see it. It's great for the game. It's great for the whole sport. He's done more for uh, the purse money going up in, in golf than anybody tenfold. So it's great for the game, and I like Tiger. I'd like to see him come back. I just don't think he's going to be able to come back and get five majors uh, but I'd love to see him get one this year and get the excitement back. No question about it. Tiger does have a lot of years left in him. Golf, you're, you're right. You mentioned that there's all sorts of young blood and very competitive with these very uh, athletic young guys who are just doing different things that they were inspired by Tiger. But at the same time, you see, did I see David Duvall playing last week? I mean, there, yeah, you still hang still around. around. after Years after years, he's, what, 42 years old and you you get into the the groove where you, Tiger still has a lot of chances left in in his his uh he his does, career but, I mean, I'd it's, say it's it's going to be tough though I mean he he will have the opportunity to tee it off Jack won his last major at 46 at the Masters but it, it uh, you know Tiger how many knee surgeries he's had I think three or four knee surgeries on one of his knees he's had them both operated on now he's got back issues and with the way he takes a cut at the ball anybody that golfs and, and to watch Tiger it hurts when I see Tiger swing it hurts my back uh, <laughs> to watch it so I mean he uh, I don't know if physically he he works as hard as anybody in the game and and his his knowledge of the game and his course management is 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 second to none uh 
but I just don't know with the young people coming up and at his age, uh, he does have enough time to do it, but boy, he better get on it. Yeah. He better get going. Brian, we appreciate you joining us this morning here on the weekend sports buzz. Before we let you go, is there any significant news in the world of horse racing? It's kind of a uh, lull in there. Churchill is running. Uh, they close a week from today, so they're going to run uh, today and then uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday uh, of next week. And then the Kentucky circuit will move over to uh, Ellis Park, uh, which has gotten a lot better over at Ellis with the instant gaming that they've done now. Churchill hasn't done it. Keeneland hasn't done it. Big news in, in horse racing in the state this week, which is huge news, is that Keeneland has been awarded the next year's Breeders' Cup. Uh, and the big reason they did that was they've changed their surface from poly, the, the rubber synthetic surface that they championed across the country. They've changed that. The horsemen don't like it, and they're putting traditional dirt back in, and they immediately got rewarded by getting next year's Breeders' Cup, which is absolutely huge news for Keeneland. So, uh, and then the horse racing, the big-time racing will move to Saratoga for the month of July in Del Mar, uh, and then everyone will start gearing up and trying to get the points and trying to get your win and your end points for the Breeders' Cup in the fall. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting out to Churchill one more time before it closes, but uh, it's kind of a little lull in the season, but it'll pick back up with all eyes pointing towards the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita this fall. Hey, Brian, I want to ask yeah. you something real quick. Uh, what, what did you were you out there last week when Coburn came back? And uh, yes, what yeah. you think? What do you think about his his apology? And, and tell me. Tell me if you were one of the boo birds. <laughs> I, I did not. <laughs> it's a good question, Brandon. And as I said on the air, I was going to be like a conductor with my little <laughs> stick leading the. I I I I liked that the next day after I was on the air that he did apologize. I don't know if he had a gun to his head while he apologized or not. He was sober. He was sober. It, yeah. Well, it, I did not boo him. I was there. Uh, I, I got to give him credit for showing up. I mean, he, uh, you know, it's been a rough roller coaster ride for him, and he's brought it all on himself. But the fact that he did apologize, I did not boo him. I, I didn't applaud him, but uh, I respectfully stayed quiet. But uh, I respected him for for finally apologizing, and I gave him a lot of credit for coming back to Churchill Downs, and and he's supposedly mended it up. Churchill receives a lot of credit, in my opinion. They they took the high road in everything they did after his negative comments. Uh, about Churchill's treatment of him, him and his partner, but uh, they both were there, and by and large, there were there weren't a lot of booze. There were some there were some drunks that, that would let him have it a little bit, and you know what? He he came out and he said he deserved the booze. Yeah. So uh, he uh, I didn't I didn't pile on it. I thought it was good that he came back, and I thought it was great that he apologized and finally recognized that it was a good horse. And the congratulations to the connections that beat him in the Belmont Tonalist. Cool. Great yep. stuff there, Brian. We appreciate you joining us. Um, have a great rest of your weekend, and go USA tonight in the, the World Cup. We, hopefully we'll get to see soccer really come into the mainstream like I, I see that it is doing. But have a great rest of your weekend, Brian. Thank you. Thanks for having me on, guys. Keep up the good work. I love listening to the show. Take it easy, bro. So Brian didn't live up to his claim that he was going to lead the, the cor- <laughs> chorus of booze. <laughs> Brandon, would, if you were there, would you have booed him? No, nah, man. You, I mean, you I, defended I like, him, actually. Yeah, I like Kobe. You, you, I, like, you defended I think he's him. good. I think he's good, you know, good for the sport. You got to have some You got to have some personality, man, you know? I mean, you're talking about horses. 
You know, so how many, you know, it's Got like how, horses don't have personality. So the owners have to, you know, put those, those something in the mix, man. That's fair. I, I think in, in the world of UFC and MMA, Gary, you and Brandon would uh, agree. We've had this discussion many times, Gary. Chael Sonnen, probably not the greatest fighter in the history of the sport. But what's he the, the greatest at? Talking. Talking. <laughs> and what are we all four sitting around in a, a studio doing? Is just talking about different sports. And that's what gets excitement riled up for things. And that's uh, regardless of all the, the technological advances with Twitter and Instagram and everything that we do have these days, it comes down to talking to your buddies and talking to people and listening to other people talk and what these people have to say about the world of sports. And that's how you sell tickets. And that's how you... You get excitement riled up for... I would draw many comparisons between the world of combat sports, more specifically boxing, but maybe even also MMA, and horse racing. Boxing is a very old institution. At certain points, you could people have said it's dead and it needs to be revived and has a lot to do with how they market the sport and they're always tweaking things. Um, horse racing, Churchill Downs has instituted this new point system to where they're basically saying, we run the, the world of horse racing. If you want to... Uh, win a bunch of money, you need to compete in these specific races. Illinois Derby is not one of them, which was very controversial. Um, we're going to say what races give you points to where you can make it to the Kentucky Derby. So very interesting to see how certain sports thrive. Hell, look no further than the, the big sport of today in the World Cup. How is that being marketed in the United States? Does it need to be tweaked? Probably. Okay. Probably needs to be tweaked, man. I mean, you know, it's, it's, uh, you see the commercials and you see oh, these guys, it's just, and it's not their fault. Like, like Brian was saying, you know, those, you know, those, they're super athletes, man. It's, I was just messing around, but they're super, they're super athletes. Um, you know, Gary might have beat up a couple of them when he was in, <laughs> you know, when they came across them because you had to share the soccer field and the football field, which you hate. Cause they just tear it all up, but <laughs> it's true. but not it's the super athletes, man. But you gotta it's in in and, and I think it's a regional thing because we Louisville's getting the got the um, the new team coming from new, Orlando, which the new at, team here on Fourth Street. Sorry to interrupt you there, Brandon, yeah. but Fourth Street tonight they're gonna have the big screens down at Fourth Street watching the World Cup at halftime of the World Cup. I think they call it halftime. Is that what they call it yeah, in soccer? Halfway half, through the game. Halftime. Halfway po- midway point, they probably they probably call it something else. <laughs> they're going to have the Orlando team, whatever they're called. They're going to come out and they're going to announce the new their new logo and their new team name, okay, and the colors and all that. So the the new minor league soccer team, not the MLS, but Louisville's new team, will be at Fourth Street tonight. And they'll be announcing their their color scheme and all that. And that'll be awesome because I mean, what what more perfect setup can they have? The U.S. wins today, right? Louisville, it puts Louisville soccer in the forefront. And perfect then we, timing. Perfect timing. What else do you want? So, I mean, it, it can get bigger, but you got to have the marketing is the whole thing. And you got to have, you know, it's not going to be great until you have a bunch of little kids wearing who's outdoor jerseys or Bradley jerseys. Yeah, Bradley. You got to know the names, you know. Yeah, I think that's got to be household names. I think we all agree that the, the biggest – all the market in the world could be great right now, but if you don't know about it, like if you don't know the essence of of soccer as 
we kind of agreed that we really don't know what you're we're missing about. out on a lot of it. Yeah, yeah. you know, it, I it still don't the, really understand offsides. You know, it could be the best marketing ever, but if it flies ten feet over my head, right. it's uh, you've you've lost out a, a consumer. No question about it. Great opportunity tonight. All eyes are on the World Cup. Therefore, they're going to use that to to uh, have the the marketing for the Louisville team coming up. I'm spot on there with the, yeah, the that song. Was good. That was I'm good. pretty. I'm pretty good. All eyes on soccer. So we're going to head to a break. Be sure to stay tuned. We are the weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I am Kelly Patrick. We've got a full house today talking about a sport that, to be honest, we're not all that familiar with. Soccer, or as they call it everywhere else, football. Uh, The Weekend Sports Buzz is on every Saturday from 9 to 11. Mike Gandolfo and his rotating uh, uh, group of co-hosts provide you with the most relevant sports topical discussions. Not just locally here, but, uh, you know, regionally and uh, across the country, even across the world. Weekend Sports Buzz is brought to you by Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney. Call 502-587-0041 to reach the best personal injury attorney in the city of Louisville. We're joined in studio by Brandon Lawrence today. And what we're talking about, for the most part, is soccer. And you guys were both college football players. You were talking about how they tore up your field. What else are your feelings about soccer players? <laughs> I always felt like, you know, like what Brian said, they were always like always in shape. But is there really a sport for being in shape? I mean, huh? what, oh. what, did Kenny, what did Kenny Power say? I, I play a real sport. Am I trying to be the best at exercise? <laughs> yeah. you know? So that's, that's how I feel about it. You know? Yeah, I mean, they they get a bad rap, man. Back in the day, I think this. Pro- I think they're probably cooler now. Maybe I don't know. I haven't been to high school lately, man. But um, I think I mean, you know, somebody was saying, you know what? I I look at other athletes. And I say, wow, what if this guy was playing soccer? You know, like, what if Allen Iverson <laughs> plays soccer? He'd be he, like, he actually would be a great fit. He'd be it. a great soccer player. So would Chris Paul. Chris Paul. Um, uh, who else? Like, who, like a point guard. Little Isaiah, right? uh, the little Isaiah young, younger Thomas? Isaiah Thomas, yeah. old, older Isaiah Thomas. They'd be awesome. Nate Robinson. They'd be like Ronaldinho, right? Yeah, they'd be, I bet, I bet they'd be Brazilian guys. I bet uh, Rajon Rondo would be great. Oh, he'd be awesome. Steve Nash. Played oh, soccer. He did play soccer. I don't know how right. good he was though. Why? Yeah. Why did he pursue? He's from South Africa. Why did he pursue basketball? Uh, I don't know. Probably I don't because maybe he couldn't make it in soccer. I don't know because internationally soccer's like you got to be awesome internationally to play soccer. But over in America, you know, you don't have to. You can be good. You know, I mean, America is where like all the old soccer players came. Like Pele, Pele came back. Uh, Beckham came when he couldn't bend it. Like he used to be able to, right? I mean, snatch that money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we and and that's you know that's another thing Jurgen Klingsman said. 
he when he right when he fired uh Landon Donovan, he said uh America is the only place in sport world that pay people on past performance. You know what I mean? Like in sports. And he was like, I'm not doing that with these guys. We got to go with the best that we have now. It's a great comment. It happens in all sports. I mean, Shin Tzu Chu of the Reds, not to get too technical on it, but I mean, he is a 31-year-old leadoff hitter, and the Texas Rangers gave him like $75 million, paying him $21 million a year to go not even do that good for the, the Texas Rangers. So it happens across all sports. You're right. So, I mean, that's why I have absolutely no problem with Jurgen Klingsman making cuts. They say Landon Donovan did gain like 15 pounds. Not fat, but you need to stay in the tip-top shape or you're going to get cut. So I like having an efficient German guy running our, our U.S. soccer team. <laughs> 502-384-1450 is the Oxmoor Ford Lincoln buzz line. We're going to head to the buzz line now. We got none other than our man Carolina Steve on the line with us. How you doing this morning, Carolina? We missed you last week. Well, uh, I had somewhere to be, as I told y'all before, and it brought good spiritual uplifting to me and everything. And uh, glad to be back in the uh, in the area now. Uh, I love being in North Carolina the last two weeks for one reason. There was nothing about basketball in the paper. There was nothing about soccer in the paper, hardly. Everything was centered on Pinehurst, North Carolina. Site of the men's and women's U.S. Open this year. Oh, okay, that's right, yep. So what, what do you think of this Lucy? I mean, does she deserve a lot of attention? 11 years old, and she didn't make the cut, but, I mean... That's oh, the 11-year-old, that was fantastic. Hey, I would love to be able just to shoot a 78 on that course for the senior teams, and she's uh, played it uh, back there, and it's real good. Uh, yesterday, I didn't get to see it, but just, you know, little bits of it. My two favorite female golfers were playing together yesterday, Michelle Wee and Lexi Thompson. That's right, Lexi now, Thompson's a big A lot name. of people don't realize a lot of people, both of those young ladies are six foot or better. That's key. If you want to have a daughter, a daughter who's... Gary, what's the chances of your daughter being six foot or better? I'd say it's probably in the bank. Seriously? Yeah. How tall is your wife? Six one. That's right. <laughs> Gary, whoa, whoa, whoa. We, and you're, how tall are you? <laughs> I'm six one. So your daughter's going to be six foot. So we need you to focus on golf. That's what that's what her uh, her grandfather says. Wow. Well, here's the reason that she should focus on golf. Last year, over 700 unused D1 golf women's golf scholarships went unused, and I try to encourage all the young ladies that I can to do uh, sports. So, in my business, I've driven. Uh, about three young ladies who all got college scholarships because of their ability to play golf. Not good, but just their ability to play. And it may not be at a uh, at a Wake Forest or a, a Carolina or a you know, school like that. It could be somewhere like Hanover or uh, Georgetown or school like that. They still get a chance to go out and compete in the NCAA, and it would save the parents a lot of money. Wow. I'm texting that to my wife right now. You should. <laughs> my daughter is six years old, and she's probably not going to be above six foot. How tall is Annika Sorenstam? Or Annika, however they say it. Oh, Annika was, is one of the 
one of the greatest ladies I ever saw play the game. She uh, she exemplified it. I've seen some of the greats. Last year, Fuzzy had his last wolf challenge, and I got to see a, a, a golfer that I considered to be a better woman golfer than Annika. Who's that? Nancy Lopez. Oh, yeah. Nancy she, Lopez. She's like yeah. the greatest ever, isn't she? Her and Craig Statler and Trevino played with Fuzzy over there, but she she has won everything. As a matter of fact, she is married. You being a Reds fan, she's married to a former Cincinnati Reds manager. Yeah. Ray Knight. Ray Knight. Ray Knight. That's right. Yeah, and it's going to be, uh, with all the people, if anybody can get a ticket, please, uh, I'm, I'm going to try and get one. Uh, I, I usually work there, but I decided not to. I'm going to try and get one for the Monday practice rounds. All I want to go see out at Valhalla. So if anybody out there happens to have an extra one laying around, just get, uh, just put Carolina Steve's name on it and leave it with Kelly. And I'll get it because uh, <laughs> that's the only one I want. That's the only one I want to see is the practice round, and I want to go see two golfers out there. Tiger Woods, not one of them. Who are they? Bubba, Bubba Watson. Watson, Bubba, and the hero of the Ryder Cup when we beat uh, Europe out at Valhalla. Who is also from uh, Bubba's hometown, Boo Weekly. Isn't that something, having two golfers, one named Bubba, one named Boo? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a... Uh, yeah, and uh, I'll, I'll get in with y'all next week. I'm going up to the uh, races up there, uh, Kelly. I got my tickets ordered already, and... Uh, don't know if I got my cold pass or not, but if I don't, I'm going to get the fun zones because I want to go up there and uh, get some, uh, get you know, get some stuff where I can give you all a real good report. Truck race is going to be good. If, if it's as good as the last truck race they had, where it was beating and banging down to the end and Bubba Wallace won the race, and Bubba Wallace broke a tie with another driver, Wendell Scott, who's going into the Hall of Fame, for most NASCAR wins by an African-American driver. He has now won twice on the circuit, and he is not even at the top level yet. And I think that guy is going to be a super driver. He's one of them that I pull for when they go down there and everything. So I'm going out to watch Bubba Wallace. I'm not going to the Nationwide race, but if I did, I'd be watching my buddy Brandon Don, who won the Nationwide race yesterday. And for all the basketball fans, he played basketball at Georgetown University and backed up Allen Iverson. Wow. I, I know he's not the other. There wasn't one of the guys who backed up Allen Iverson. I watched a special on him. Uh, who, who is that, Brandon? Victor Page. I think Victor Page, man. He's had been in that, had a lot of trouble. Yeah, man. He got shot in the eye. Yeah, he's missing he's, an eye. <laughs> I watched an interview with him recently, it, so it's, it's, it's obviously not him. But, wow. <laughs> No, but but I'm gonna be up there for that, and uh, he's. I, I met him up there during the truck thing, and he knows he he'll say hello to me and come over if I want an autograph, and sign it for me. Uh, he told me that his only job at Georgetown was to beat the devil out of Allen Iverson in practice. Practice. So he's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he did tell you that. He didn't get into, into the game much. He played uh, football there and everything, and he was on the basketball team. 
but he'll never be hurting for money. His parents and his family own Southport Resort and Casino in Vegas. Well, he's always got a place. So, so that's going to be uh, good there. I missed the show last week, like you say. Huh? Sorry about that, Carolina. Okay, let's do. Uh, I'll talk y'all next week, and uh, get on. And by the way, I just secured something that I wanted. A friend of mine has got it for me on October the eleventh. I'm going to Death Valley. Wow! Oh, and I'm gonna be down there. Who's playing? With, with the, dressed in orange and purple, and when the uh, when they come running down the hill, I'm gonna be doing it. And you better hope Bobby Petrino keeps the team in the locker room until they get through running down the hill. Because there's probably to be some wet pants around there. Dabble, Y'all have a good day. Dabo Sweeney, baby. Clemson, wow. Yeah, Thank you very much for the call. Thank you very much for the call, Carolina. You know, oh. we didn't we didn't even get much much input from Carolina. When I think of Carolina Steve Brandon, what I think of is well rounded, a worldly man. Oh yeah. He's, he can talk anything, but we didn't get anything yeah. from him. About, um, did we? About soccer. He he avoided it like the plague. Didn't want to tell you that. Didn't want to tell you that. Didn't want to tell you, you know that. He's from Carolina, man. And uh, Carolina's got a great ML- wim- women's soccer program. North Carolina oh, does? Oh, yeah. Is that I mean, the they, number one program for women's soccer? Well, I, not maybe not now, but like historically, you know. Um, you know, I think the 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 one of the national coaches came from Carolina, and, but then they had a scandal. He was messing with the players. It was crazy. That's got that's got to be tough for the coach if you're male, right? That's yeah, I mean, be something just, that you're you ran all those, you know, co-ed you, girls, and you got to get. That's why. Um, who's the guy? Gino Ariema's had some issues. Oh, with with the women on his team. Uh, well, I think he was charged at least with sexually assaulting like a. Oh wow! Uh, I didn't a, know that. a female staffer or something oh, like okay. that. Not a player, but I mean, it's got to be a tough line to walk. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I mean, it's all women, but I mean, UConn. Most of the UConn women don't, you know, don't do much for it. No, no. The the coaches now, the coaches. I mean, it's a couple of those U of L coaches that, um, um, you know, like uh, Notre Dame coaches. The, those women coaches are, yeah. What was that one Notre Dame's player's name? She wasn't that uh, like, bad looking. She was. She's playing now, right? Um, In the WNBA, yeah. Skylar Diggins. Skylar Diggins. Yep. Oh yeah, she's she's a knockout. Yeah, no doubt. So we got the 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 World Cup today, five o'clock. That's where all our attention is being focused, right, Gary Thomas? I've got chill bumps thinking about it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's it we're is. the United States, and this we we can at all. Regardless, we can admit that this is probably the most well-organized Brandon N. You you said it. Uh, it's different than the Olympics. It's not as colluded. Colluded. The the FIFA does some great stuff. They put together this tournament. They do it every four years. They know exactly what they're doing. They have a certain set of rules. Everybody knows the rules. Sure, there will be controversial calls. Brazil got a uh, was ben, was the the beneficiary of some some controversial calls early in the tournament this year, but that. That's inevitable. It's a great format, and we get to see all the countries compete against each other. It's great. 32 teams make it. I'm learning more and more each and every day. What's something else I can learn from it? From soccer? What do I need to know? I know there's 32 teams. Oh. 
They got these groups. FIFA gets all the money. FIFA gets all the money, so they profit very uh, much. Yeah. Let me see. I, I have I'd a. Uh, the host town profits quite a bit as well. Well, you know what? They did a thing on that where, like, you know, they had to actually make all these yeah, soccer they, they stadiums. They built it up. They, so they, they're losing they, money, man. Didn't they tear down, like, so many neighborhoods? Like, well, the, the yeah, Flavellas, that's where yeah. everybody lives over. And, right, and like, yeah, they, they're they getting the real, real short end of the stick. That's like, you know, that's like kind of telling everybody in um, Beach of Terrace to move out. Mm. We're going to put a. <laughs> you put a stadium right in the middle of your, uh, uh, what do you call it, housing tenement. So get up out of there. But I mean, it's not, it's not hadn't been the best PR stuff. I mean, a bunch of people were on strike. The workers were on strike. Um, it's crazy over there, man. And it's really hot too. Oh yeah, it's like ninety four. That's what happened to out the door, right? Then he yeah, they he, pulled, he pulled a LeBron. First game. I think that the U.S. fans of of sports can sympathize a little bit more. And I'm not saying LeBron didn't truly cramp up because I'm sure he did. Oh yeah, he I'm did. not going to be a yeah. LeBron hater and say that that he made that up or something. No. But I think you can sympathize a little bit more with a guy who plays on a much bigger field and your primary. You're playing outside and you're actually running in the in in Brazil. Um, I think that's a little bit more, a little easier to relate to. But I think Altidore, he got, he made his first run, and he's he was out of there. I mean, LeBron cramped up in like the third, third quarter. But you know, I mean, yeah, I, it, and it's tough. It's tough. You know, these guys are world class, playing in crazy conditions. He down in the Amazon, man. No telling what's the uh, anaconda, or what else is in the Amazon. Uh, All sorts of stuff. Piranhas. Piranhas everywhere. Two great movies, Piranhas and Anaconda. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would not want to get in the water. No, I'm not going there. Hell no. No. We're going to head to a break. We've got a full house today talking mostly soccer on the weekend sports buzz. That's how versatile we are here on fourteen. And we don't know what we're talking about either. WXVW, do we know what we're talking about? Hell no. We know that we got two college football players in-house. Yes. They're giving their impression of soccer players in high school and, and everything along those lines, which may ruffle some feathers. But if you have a problem with it, give us a call, 502-384-1450. We'll be back with more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. Coming at you as we do every Saturday from 9 to 11. And Sunday from 10 until noon here on 1450 WXVW. We have come to an agreement here in studio today that what we're talking about is not basketball, it's not football, it's not MMA, it's not boxing. It's not even something like golf that I've followed for years, at least a little bit. Football. We're talking, I need to get a clip from the, the what are they, the Vuvuzelas? Oh, yeah. Those are awesome. That hasn't gotten near as much attention um, this this go-around, has it? No. What, what, what were they doing? It They were doing it in Germany. Was it Germany they were doing it? I don't know. This year? Uh, I feel like last four, four years ago, German, everybody, right? was talk, everybody was talking about the Buvazelas. Yeah. I think, yeah, because the, the Brazilians, I think, are like like real, real genuine soccer fans. 
In, so I don't think they go for all that, you know, gimmicky stuff. And you're saying Germany is not? I don't. I'm not. I'm not uh, questioning you. I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think really? like because I mean it's the beautiful game in Brazil, right? You got Pele, uh, Ronaldo, Ronaldinho. Uh, who else plays? Neymar. I mean, Brazil's got like the best. Soccer what, is, what is it with Brazil? Because we talk about soccer, we talk about MMA, we talk right. about bikinis. The most passionate fans with the most beautiful women. So what? Yeah. I mean, Brazil's where it's at. Is what I'm taking away from this. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, like a, a eight, a, a five in Brazil is like an eleven over here. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. But why are they such? So why did they originate uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and they're, uh, they're the best soccer players in the world? I think that's all they've got. You know, I think yeah. they, that those two things. You know, coming up from from poverty and finding something that they can cling to, whether it be you know combat sports or soccer, which I think are the two prevalent sports there. I mean, it's something that their their whole country can get behind. Whatever you know, if you're in Sao Paulo, you know wherever you're at, there, like they really get behind it, you know. And I don't know how comfortable I would be. I guess it's different as a combat sport, but like playing against Brazil in Brazil, because when oh yeah, you're a fighter who fights a Brazilian in Brazil, they chant in you know Portuguese, "You will die." <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I'm not saying like there's six people chanting. There's like fourteen thousand people chanting it. Yeah, and it it can be a bit intimidating. Yeah, I mean those. Yeah, they 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 have a passion. They do have a definite passion for passion for partying and whatever. whatever We've seen some do. Brazilian players in the NBA, I believe. Am I wrong, Brandon? Uh, splitter Brazilian. I think Tiago Split. Let me Brazilian. see. I may be wrong. He may, the Brazilian NBA. I think but yeah, I think I think some reason. Yeah, he's Brazilian. Um, you got a couple Brazilian guys. Look, the, it says Brazil NBA. is the leading South American contributor to the NBA. Wow, that's surprising. Let me see. I'm trying to find a list here. For some reason, I think some other guys like um, uh, Leandro um, Barbosa. Barbosa is he Brazilian? Nene okay. Hilario. That's who I was Nene, thinking of. Yeah, yep. Nene. Yeah, Fab Mello, yeah. Tiago Splitter. You're right. Anderson Verjal. Okay, Verjal was there. Wow. Yep. Those are the only names that stand out as okay. being recognizable. Uh, Leandro Barbosa, I think he's still playing, but he was real good. Back up for Steve Nash for years. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Um, Nano Hilarios, very, very relevant. Yeah. They all have one name. They do. That's the, that's that's the thing. That's the thing yep. in Brazil. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, that's when you know, like, you're great when you just get one name. And everybody knows in Brazil's like huge, it's a huge population. It's, it's you know, so I mean, and they have the Olympics coming up too. So Brazil's hot right now. Let's roll down there, man. I'm in. I'm in right now. Let's go. Right. Can we? So you make, guys want to cover my we, ticket? Can we make the five o'clock game? We can catch. Does Value Jet still fly down there? <laughs> I don't know. What's uh, Brazil? Oh, this place you get the cheap flights at uh, cheaptickets.com. Allegiant. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they fly everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, man. Who's the favorite? Who's the favorite in the uh is it is, is Argentina. It's still now Argentina because Spain was the favorite. Until I don't they know. Lost I, I think uh Lionel Messi 
was, okay. you know, he's been unanimously almost the number one player, I think. Yeah. And the reason I, yeah. I know this, Brandon, is yeah. I happen to work at a place during the week where I have Cubans, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Guatemalans, Peruvians, tons of Mexicans. Any Colombians in there? Yeah, one Colombian. Do you, you don't mess with them, do you? Oh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I assume that they'd do something real bad to me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they... Pretty, they're pretty. They don't dress you up. I've got a good buddy, actually, a, a buddy, a mutual friend of Carlo and I's, is a Colombian, Eddie. Good guy, Eddie. Yep. You ever, you you're always nice to him. Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> no, just, he's I'm he's just, a really nice guy. <laughs> now Colombia's still in it though. Colombia's still in the. Are uh, they? Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Colombia's like traditionally has a good team. Now back in the day, they were all backed by the you know. Drug lords yeah. and stuff like that. So they, they crazy. I watched, money, man. I watched a special on that. Yeah. What was it called? The Two Escobars? Oh, yeah. That was crazy, man. That was entertaining. I like seeing stuff like that. That was a like good that. one. That was it's rough. They were Medellin the, is, pretty, is a rough place, man. Still. I think you can tour Medellin. Like, like, like you know how you can tour the gangster spots in Chicago. You can go on the gangster bus. <laughs> I think you can do that in Medellin. But I saw, I think it's not saw some special where they had released some certain, I don't know, <laughs> rhinoceroses or oh. something like that. Oh. What was it, Pablo Escobar? Oh. And he had taken them from Africa and brought them to Colombia. Okay. And because he owned, you know, he had so much money, he was so extravagant. Yeah. That now there's just this breed of. I don't know. I forget what animal it was. It's just running around <laughs> in Colombia. Because they let them all go. They, they just brought them from Africa over there. Wow. Rhinoceros and a cheetah made it. And then it's <laughs> no, the I don't know. It, it, it's an animal on the planet. I don't know if it's. I think it may be a rhino. Isn't a rhino the most dangerous animal, I think, in the world? Something like that? Or uh, ma- mammal? I, pro- I would, I th- is I think, it a mammal? Is a rhinoceros a mammal? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. It is? Oh, okay. I didn't know it had hair. I thought it was just like a. Amphibian. They're no, scary. They can't be amphibians. I, I, they, they, they do involve with water, but I don't think they're an amphibian. Okay. It's not a reptile? No. Oh, okay. I, they will mess you up, though. That's what I heard. Gary, you ever seen anything <laughs> on that? Rhinos? Just the, the Louisville Zoo, man. No. Between I those and hippos? Don't mess with the... Uh, they they got, look cute, but I wouldn't be They got the lazy rhinos at the Louisville Zoo. <laughs> Other yeah. stories in the world of sports we got right now. Um... The NFL, we, we got the trademark, um, the patent being removed from Daniel Snyder's Washington Redskins. The, and, and Brandon, we'll use your Esquire lawyer expertise on this. I don't know. What's your interpretation of it? Mine is the U.S. government issues patents and says you can have this name, you can do this, you can do that. And due to racial undertones or overtones, whatever you want to call it, um, they they have r- removed their patent from the Washington Redskins. They're no longer they're able to keep that name if they want, but they no longer have the patent for it. And now it's up to Daniel Snyder if he wants to keep the name or not. Does that sound pretty accurate, Brandon? Yeah, I mean they're not basically they're not the only people that can profit from that name. So oh, okay, you know it's one of those it's an economic that makes sense. Thing. Yeah, so you know, um, but yeah, they can still use it, but but. I guess other people. I'm assuming the other people can um, say have Redskins apparel and like have the Indian or whatever, you know, and say, "Hey, we can make." The, but I mean, you know, what's the? I don't know the reality of that. I mean, how real is that going to be? But um, it's just a, a pressure thing, and then they're, I think they're appealing it. So 
We'll see. We'll see how that goes. And it's, like you said before, Schneider has been on on record, gone on record, and said that you know basically one of those uh, with, uh, Charlton Heston moments, you know, over <laughs> my cold from my cold dead hands or whatever that you that you're gonna make us change his name. So, so who's pushing this? Who's pushing? Is the NFL <clears throat> pushing the change? Is there great question? Some Native American push for this because this is, I mean, it's an it's an institution. It's not like it. I feel like why 2014 for this and why not like 1977? Well, I don't think it's new. I think it's just gaining, it's gained like some momentum, you know, because I think they did it. It's always been an issue, but I don't, you know, maybe this is like, uh, maybe this is the, because I think the lawsuit has been ongoing as far as I understand. But I mean, yeah, why now? I don't know. Who knows, man? Who knows? But I mean, I my, I don't I don't see anything. I'm like, if you want to use that name, use that name. You know, I'm not a Redskins fan, but if you want to use that name, use the name. I mean, and if people if people think that the market will bear it out, if people don't think that it's cool, they won't buy your stuff, and you know, and they'll you know, people they'll be ostracized. Or the whatever. greatest way to impact change was it would be. It's always course. economic. Yeah. yeah. We could take this in money. many different directions, but it, you could argue that it's a slippery slope. If they're able to do yeah. that, and if that's truly a derogatory term, then why not say if there's a certain part of the population, you know, they've got maybe a lot of Jewish people up in New Jersey, and they're going to name one of their franchises the New Jersey, I guess, K-words. Right. And then, and then we would say, well, if they don't want it to excel, then maybe the people just won't buy their apparel. What's the difference? Is redskin truly a, a derogatory term? Now, I'm mean, not. You know, I mean, I'm not Indian. Well, you know, so I don't know. I, I'm assuming if if somebody's this Native American that says that's a derogatory term, you got to take it take it at face value, and then okay, that's it. And I'm like, you know, but I've never called anybody. I've never heard anybody call anybody a redskin. I'm not except like yeah. for a potato or something. It's like it's but, like it's not like. A, Popular I'm, slang. Maybe you know, back like, in the day, though, yeah. because things change, but I don't know. Westerns and stuff, they use terms like that, I think. Westerns? Old John Wayne movies. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, probably, yeah, yeah. They do. But okay. I don't see this overwhelming outcry from the Native American population. Like, if this was a, a, a that big of an issue, social media front, mainstream media front would be, the pressure would have been on years well, ago. Well, apparently it is. Yeah, it must it must be if the if the federal government's involved. I don't think they just like kind of say you know willy nilly. But maybe who knows, man? But I mean, yeah, is it a slippery slope? I mean, but you know, I guess if it's a slippery slope, then you deal with it, right? If somebody says that a name is offensive, then 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 you say that you take at face value. And it's offensive. I don't, you know, I mean, I don't, what other sports team? You got the Redskins, you know. Um, I heard that Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma is named after something that directly translate to, translates to Redskins. So really? We might as well go ahead and change the name of Oklahoma, too. Well, if somebody says to do it, then, I mean, you know, you got to take it to court. They all, do everything like goes the, to court. The Chicago Blackhawks have issued, don't they have the Cleveland Indian? Indians? Yeah. You know, I, I feel... Minnesota Vikings. Well, the Blackhawk, the Blackhawks are like a that's like an Indian it's group like a of Indians, tribe, right? right? Yeah, yeah, that's a tribe. 
You know, so I, I, you know that's not a derogatory term. That's just their. I think the word thing. Vikings can be seen in a derogatory term. They were known for being just horrible savages who came in and <laughs> raped women. Seriously, Vikings. the Vikings. I think was a. But are there any Vikings left though? <laughs> <laughs> they did, and they just left behind a bunch of women that they impregnated, right? That's yeah, but the, who's the, there? Are, are there any descendants of Leif Erikson around <laughs> to say, "Hey, man, we we don't want that." Like my, you know, my mascot in high school was the Viking. Really? And they named our gym Valhalla, which is like it's German, right? Like Hall for the dead like? dead warriors. Really? <laughs> oh, I'm okay. like what. Dead war- we're playing in the dead. The, just kinda, it's very offensive, Gary. I appreciate uh, it. You know, it, it was very it, like if you knew what it meant. It's kind of like unnerving. Like well, this is where dead people are supposed to be. Oh, like, does it matter? We're a sports show. Is that a topic that we should be spending any of our time? Dis- I mean, it's I, sports related. It is certainly sports related. I don't care though. I just being honest. Yeah. I'm not concerned about. I don't know any Native Americans. I don't either. But uh, I feel like well, you know, Shoni Schimmel. True and uh, yeah, and, and, and Jude, Jude Schimmel. That's right. Yeah. And I'm not saying I don't care about their feelings. Yeah. Um, at all, I'd like to. It'd be interesting to hear Joni and Shoot and their families' um, take on this, wouldn't it? I would like to hear from a viewpoint if other they, than if they care. Us, you know? Yeah. Any Native Americans out there listening? Five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty Oxmoor Ford Lincoln Buzzline. We would love to hear your take on the U.S. government's uh, removal or, or uh, stripping the Washington Redskins of their patent, right? Right, Brandon? That's what it is. They're, yes, they're, the patent. They, they, they don't have, like, they can't corner the market on using Redskins. Other people can do it and make money off of it. Okay. Well, I mean, that's, it's an interesting topic. It's, Brandon, you being a lawyer, I, I find it to be interesting. You know, this is something that's very litigious and has appa- apparently been in the works for many years. Daniel Snyder is a billionaire. He's owned the Redskins for yeah. as long as I've known about the Redskins. He's been wasting money. I mean, this goes back to Jurgen Klingsman. How many times have the Redskins and the Washington Redskins just thrown money at an old washed-up guy? Deion oh, Sanders. Man. Deion Sanders. <laughs> Bruce the Smith. Bruce Smith. Keep going. Uh, Mark. Mark Brunel. That offensive tackle, um, <laughs> Lincoln Kennedy. I mean, just everybody. Yeah, they, they you know, they, they're notorious. Well, I mean, I, you know what? I would say Schneider is notorious for that because Jack Kent Cook owned it up until maybe like his family, I think, owned it up until about 2000, something like that. Okay. So Schneider, he's not a, he's, you know, 14 years owner in the game, hadn't really won anything. He brought Joe Gibbs back, I believe. Um, Got him to the playoffs, and you know he's he likes to re because he's not a football guy. You know he's a, you know you got these and that's the thing. I guess that's another debate. You got these owners now that are that are they come from um, are more into their business, right? Schneider's a I think he's a media guy, a multimedia guy, and um, he never really he never really got it. He never really was endeared. He never really endeared himself to anybody, and um, you know he, he wasted. People would say he wasted draft picks, wasted a lot of talent, and I mean besides RG three, that's like the big splash. But the Redskins haven't done anything in the two thousand. Guys, I hate to interrupt you here, but it appears that we actually have a authentic Native American on the line with us. Um, 
How you doing, caller? What, can I have your name, please? Chief Alcoholism. Chief, what is it? Knock a hole in it. No, Listen up, little white man. Oh, my good. Right. Now, Chief, knock a hole in it. Let me ask you. Do you find the term redskin to be offensive? Redskin, they're good. Redskin, they're no good. I like redskin, they're about me and my tribe. You, white boy, know nothing. But I, you don't call nobody Seattle white face. But that's because you know warrior. You pipsqueak soccer fan. Pip, did you call me a pipsqueak soccer fan? Yes, you talk about soccer. Soccer suck. You need to talk about Seminoles and Navajos and Nakaholes. My goodness. Wow. What do you guys think of this response from Chief Nakahole in it? And is it offensive? He sounds almost Japanese. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm you are. I'm sorry? You probably put it, probably, you could not put it, you didn't put a 10 in it. Not much less alcohol in it, like me. Wow. Brandon, either of the Brandons, <laughs> you got any input on this? A- anything? <laughs> wow, that was a very interesting call. Hopefully we didn't offend yeah. anyone with that. Wow. <laughs> I honestly have no idea who the hell that was. I'm glad he didn't go with the slap a hole tribe. Yeah, could have went in a lot of different directions. And if well, uh, you know, <laughs> the thing. Nah, he seriously, called me a pip squeak white boy. I know that. So he knows who you are. I find that offensive. I mean, he you knows know, that I'm white. I don't know if you can tell from my voice. Maybe you can. I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of those things, and it's 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 it is it's a serious. It's a serious thing, man, because, you know, you got, I guess you got two sides. You have the um, people who say, hey, man, it's just a name. It's been this way for X amount of years. Why change it? Um, it's not hurting anyone. And then you have people who are like, hey, I'm offended by this. And I don't know. People will say, well, what's next? Uh, you can't have, um, I don't know. You know, you can't. What can you name the team after? Is Peter going to be mad at the Chicago Bears or something like that? People will say that. But you got to draw the line at, at what's uh, offensive, I guess. You can't well, succumb to. But what's the definition anything. of offensive? Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, yeah. it's so subjective and the so The fighting personal. Irish. I, my my yeah, is that grandfather's a was born to Irish immigrants, and, and they my grandfather, who's deceased now, was took great offense to being associated with just drinking and fighting. And that's what the little Notre Dame fighting Irish guy is. He's just a drunk guy who likes to fight. But that's an established institution that's not questioned. You know, it's it's not. Notre Dame, you're right. You know, it's a stat. They are nobody's never gonna, questioned. Nobody's going to stand up against and, and say that, you know. You're right. They're, they're held in well, people I mean, have, higher grace than anyone. People have. People do question Notre Dame, but they you could argue Notre Dame football has more power oh, yeah. than any institution in the country, maybe. I don't know why they haven't won a championship. I don't know they, why either. You know, and since what? Rocket? They haven't won a championship since... since Quadre Ishmael? Since, since Rocket Ishmael. Rocket Ishmael? Yeah, Quadre played for Syracuse. Qua- okay, Quadre was the missile. What he was, was Rocket's name? Ishay? Rahib. Rahib? Okay. Rahib Ishmael. Yeah, but that was a long time ago. You're yeah, it was right. a while ago. Man. The topic of Notre Dame, and you know, uh, brings me to a, another interesting point: is is 
1450 WXCW, we're located here in Indiana. We're talking about Hoosiers basketball and Indiana Pacers. And something that we don't cover much, really, is the Notre Dame football program. Is it because we don't care about it? Is it because it's, it's not relevant? It's not relevant. Not relevant? They played in the national championship game a couple years ago. Blow got their ass kicked. Blow out, yeah. It's got not, their it's ass not kicked. not relevant. I feel like Notre Dame's pushed down your throat anyway with, with their deal with NBC. You, yeah, people this, mad. Even when you're not, they're not playing somebody good, you've got, they've got this deal in place to where you've got to watch them play Boston College or whoever yeah. on a Saturday afternoon when there's – now there's so many great games that could be highlighted. And right. then the mystique and that aura that they bring is meaningless in 2014. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, kids don't, you know. And, and, and it's, it's jersey stuff. It's jerseys. Nobody, you don't see a whole lot of kids now running around with Notre Dame jerseys. You see Florida State. Um, you don't even see Miami that much anymore. Florida State, Clemson, um, Ohio State maybe, uh, Alabama. Alabama. Yeah. The last time Football's Notre Dame changed. jerseys were popular had to have been Brady Quinn, right? Was Brady popular Quinn. Then? Brady <laughs> Quinn had a lot of stir, a lot oh, of really? buzz, didn't he? I didn't like. You, I mean, did I you miss it? You know, I wasn't a huge Brady. Quinn. I wasn't either. He obviously flaked out in the NFL. <laughs> Jeff Samarja is like the best Notre Dame football player of late. He is getting screwed by the. He needs to go to a new team. Well, he's he's going to. I think they're trading him. Right? I would love for the Reds to get him. Uh, Reds, the Reds pitching is all right. Reds pitching is 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 good. Yeah, it's good now. And yeah. they're healthy. They got Latos. They got Alfredo Simon rolling. Oh, they're good to go. They're and they they're got all one healthy. of the best best rotations in baseball now. You think? Can they overcome that early? Just the trauma Slump. that they had early on, where everybody was hurt. The Reds. Great question. Oh, yeah. Can they? They'll be all right. So you've got a 600-game season, you know, so obviously <laughs> you know, that, that doesn't really matter as long as you can get into the into playoff contention. Hey, yeah, I, yeah be, I think the Reds would be good. You don't um, have to twist my arm too much to start talking about the Reds if that's where you guys want to take this. Yesterday the Reds won. Devin Mesoraco hit a, a home run. He's a catcher who has some power for this Reds team, which is so valuable in baseball. Uh, you see guys like Victor Martinez, obviously Joe Maurer, um, who's the other one? Buster Posey. Yeah, they're, beat, they're beating up on this Toronto squad that's supposed to be so doggone good. Huge even payroll. Though they came back last the night before last. Um, they played today at, at one, right? Yeah, one ten. Yeah. Johnny Cueto is matched up against the knuckleballer R. A. Dickey. Remember him? Yeah, R. A. Dickey. Just man. a few years ago, he burst onto the scene. I think he's thirty eight years old or something like that. But Dickey's the man. He is was, the man. Was the man? He was just a few. He's 39 years old, wow. um, and he's a knuckleballer. I think it was, who's the guy who's the manager of the Baltimore Orioles? Uh, right now, or manager? Who, you know, the guy who was most recently, the real famous one. Damn it, uh, what's his shoot. name? I don't know. He's a commentator. Buck Showalter. Buck Showalter. He yeah. saw R.A. Dickey playing in the minor leagues, and he said, you've got a mid-80s or, or high-80s fastball. I think it'd be a good idea for you to switch to be in a knuckleballer. Mm. And this was in like 2010 or 9 or something like that. So Dickie was already old. He was he was 34. <laughs> he was 34 league. when he made that suggestion. So he resurrected his career. And then he comes out and he wins 20 games in 20 whatever year it was. Wow. I mean, so that was a hell of a story for knuckleballer is got to be one of the more interesting topics 
in my eyes, in, in the world of sports. You got people who throw it. I rolled this chap at 106 miles an hour. Yeah. Then you got Tim Wakefield and R.A. Dickey throwing it 70. Yeah. I mean, and people are striking out. Gimmicky. It's a gimmick. It it's works, a, though. It's a niche. Well, know? yeah. It I mean, you, know, you got a couple guys that can do that thing. The knuckleball, you know? Not many. You're right. Yeah. That's only guys that 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 are trying to hold on and trying to make a squad, which is cool. You know, but knuckleball... <laughs> I want to see I want to see Chapman up there, man. I want to see a seventy mile an hour knuckleball. Yeah, gotta Ch- throw the heat. Yeah, you gotta throw the heat, man. What other story is is popular in in the world of Major League Baseball right now, Brandon? We got what is it? Uh, Jose Abreu just continuing his tear, the rookie out of Cuba. Yeah, I mean, is it the Cuban invasion now? Um, Puig's Puig's hot. Abreu's hot. Cuban invasion all across the board. You're right. You know, Chapman is Cuban. Chapman, Chapman's coming. He's he's found his found his stride the last couple of years. Um, but you know what? I guess you can go back to uh, Gary Sheffield that said this a while ago. Man, you you're getting you're getting a lot of these guys pay them less for cheap, man. Yep. And this and 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 this and it's coming to it's coming to pass. Um. Making a big deal, you know, like you said, you mentioned earlier, the browning, the browning of baseball. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Yeah. The browning of all sorts of sports. We're seeing it in the NBA. Hell, the San Antonio Spurs, and they're not all. Uh, some of them are white Europeans, but I mean, the, the, the international international yeah. flavor to all sports is becoming more and more prevalent each and every year. The access to see the sports, the 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 global access oh, yeah. to. Yeah. Witness and learn and participate is at your fingertips. All you need is a Twitter account and internet, and you can live stream whatever you want and learn and and find out. And I think it's great. YouTube the hell out of whatever sport you're wanting to be, and you know, self-made stars. I mean, that's where you're going to have the best. You know, you're not going the best product. You're going to put the best product on the field when you open it up in every. It's a worldwide, a worldwide game. No question about it. Um, is it good for college basketball here in the United States? Maybe not. As we see many of the top players, Tony Parker and, and guys like that, Boris Dia, I don't think, played college basketball in the United States. They no. come from overseas, and they don't ever play college basketball. We had our man Derek Anderson in studio what, a couple months ago, and we were discussing how you look across these rosters in the NBA, and so many of them, Patty Mills and all these guys, just look at the Spurs, but even not just the Spurs. You look across any NBA roster, and certainly baseball, and you got guys who didn't play college sports here in the States. So it's a conundrum that may impact one level of the sport, but ultimately, if you're a fan of the, the sports world overall and competitiveness and, and national pride and things like uh, aligned with FIFA and the World Cup, then you got to love it. Yeah, I mean, because it's exposure. You put the best product out there, and um, that's what you want. You want everybody wants to see the best go at it, and that's that's what you have. And I guess if if it's one of those things, if you're if you're I don't know, if purist or traditionalist or whatever, if you're just interested in seeing people from your hometown play some play a sport, then 
you know, this is 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 that that day has gone, man. You can you can watch Little League and but but the best rise to the top. And now, like like you said, Greg, um, Gary, I'm sorry, like you said, Gary, um, with the you with the advent of the internet and everything, you know, I mean, that makes recruiting and all that other stuff like so easy. much easier. Yeah. yeah, you know, you can you can Skype yeah. a prospect. You can sit at your corporate office in Senegal, Chicago, yeah, anywhere in the world, and sit face to face and talk, and you know, recruiting, uh, marketing across the uh, across the borders for like the NBA, the NFL started to go, you know, go to England now. I'm sure they'll be in so many different places, right? Because right, like you, you're right. The NFL is purposely playing games in England to raise the profile of the game to get bigger uh, television contracts and a byproduct of that is you're going to have you know maybe 10 15 years later you're going to have some kids in England that are like yo I want to play football not not f u t b o l but f o o t and they're going to be good and they're going to come Instead over of running here, I'm going to hit the bench press they're going to play and I, you know right. I'm going to learn to tackle somebody and I'm going to make my name that way yeah I think I'm my body's um, you know Physically, my dad looks more like someone who played in the NFL than someone who played soccer. You know, so I'm going to take right. after what I think I'll be best at. That makes sense. All that being said, the I agree. The product, the San Antonio Spurs, I think is so great for the NBA. It's so great for basketball. All that being said, there's something that is irreplaceable and very special about national pride. Right? This oh, yeah. U- United States team, I'm looking up and down the roster, and I, it's it's just cool to root for a team where everybody's from your country. Right. Uh, we got Jose, Josie Altidore's from Boca Raton, Florida. Demarcus Beasley, Fort Wayne, Indiana. We got Croft, Crofton, Maryland. We got Florida, Kansas, California. What the hell? John Brooks is on the World Cup roster for the United States, and he was born in Berlin, Germany. Well, yeah. military. Military. Yeah, military. Yeah, probably another, yeah. Berlin. Yeah. Yeah. So you know you got places. I don't see any from Kentucky, Texas, <laughs> Florida, Illinois, New Jersey, Mobile, Alabama. There's three Germany ones here. Kind of fishy. And our coach is German, right? Is there a conspiracy here? Well, what it is like, like, like Gary said, you have, you have like you got servicemen who are stationed over here. There is a lot of they, U.S. servicemen in Germany. Yeah, and then they, you know, they meet some a German woman. Fall in they, love. They meet Broomhilda. They court. And you stay there. And then Klingsman's like, hey, you can't make the German team, but I know a team you can make. And there they go. Or you, or you grow up there with American parents. Kobe grew up in Italy, and he's pretty good at soccer. Yeah, you, yeah. you grow up there. So you take on that country's love for soccer. Makes sense. And you're technically American, but you've been a German soccer player your whole life. Beautiful transition. Oh yeah, I mean it happens. So I mean that's why you see it. Like uh, you have you have a lot of African players, like in France, uh, Italy. Mario Balotelli, he's he's a he's um, Kenyan, I believe. He's Kenyan, but his parents came over to Italy when he was little, and you know, same you know, same thing. Makes sense. What I'm playing as our outro music for our break is the Shakira song, the official song of the 2000 ton. 2010 World Cup. Hips don't lie? No. It's called La La La. Very creative name.
Very serious, guys. Come on. Stay tuned for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz. I'm Kelly Patrick. we got a, a full house today here at the 1450 WXVW studio in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Not only myself and Brandon J. Lawrence, personal injury attorney, but we got Gary Thomas of BluegrassMMA.com. And we also got Brandon Newsom of the Kentucky Office of Transamerica in studio with us today. None of the four of us are really soccer guys. But the majority, yet. what's that? Yet. Yet. We're all yet to be converted, but within a short few years, it will be our favorite sports. You think that's possible? No. Probably not. But it's something that's certainly growing. There's 11 million people who tuned in to, to watch um, one of the games recently on ESPN. I mean, the, the, the ratings for this is just extraordinary. Everybody's watching this. And you don't even need to know what the hell's going on to enjoy it. Just kick it in the goal, man. Kind of like the NFL. You have girls who watch the NFL and love it, and you ask them what the purpose of the offensive line is, and they have no idea. They still like it. It's fun to go to the games. But soccer is, is similar in the aspect that you don't need to know what the hell's going on to enjoy it and to have some national pride. I think a lot of... Soccer event, especially in one of these big cities, would be super. Cool. Would be like over the top, crazy. Would, would be really cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. I would be scared because yeah. I think there was a game a few years ago in Brazil, like an amateur game, where one of the refs made a bad call, so they they killed him and they chopped his head off and they put his head on a stick and they like marched around with his head on a stick. I swear to God, did you hear about this? That I didn't hear. About. No, that, <laughs> not saying it wouldn't happen. Yeah, no, there's crazy stuff that happens in the world of soccer. Maybe we'll go to England. England, not, maybe not Brazil. They get pretty crazy too. I mean, though. Yeah. We're talking about fist fights and maybe busting a beer bottle over somebody's head. No, this story. Not, I'll, I'll try to find it here, but uh, stuff gets. Like, I don't see the stabbing going on in England. Brazil, yeah, they get pretty wasted. Well, they, drunk. Bet, they bet a lot of money. I think yeah. it's like a lot of, a lot of. Uh, uh, um, a lot of money is, is on the line. God. And pride of the community and, you know, all that other stuff. I mean, but it's no different. I mean, you know, we fight it at Pee Wee Sock football games and bet <laughs> Those on are the them best. Too. Those yeah. are the best. You know. Angry mom, you know, it's just tearing up the refs. All right, I found the story here. July of 2013. Wow. An amateur soccer match in Brazil came to an unbelievably gruesome end. Mm. When a referee was murdered by outraged fans. Wow. His head was then cut off and placed on a spike. The beheading was retaliation. The ref initially stabbed one of the players to death. 
Oh, okay. Well, that changes the well, game. It doesn't change the fact that people are getting stabbed during an amateur soccer match. And by the ref. I'm Brazil. not trying to say the ref is a good guy or a bad guy or anything. All he's, I'm saying the is the whole, the whole atmosphere <laughs> scares the hell out of me. And they're just stabbing each other, and they, they thought that it was warranted, and to they weren't worried about getting caught. Well, here's You're putting someone's head on a stick, a and you're, card, you're marching you're around. Stabbed. That's crazy. I don't want any part of that. Brazil's a dangerous place, man. I mean, you know, it's 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 beautiful women and all that other stuff, but it's a lot of probably a lot of places you don't want to go. It's dangerous in Brazil, man. It's a poor country. You know, it's it's, it's not the the best the best place to uh, you know, so go. Like uh, this without, is an interesting story without backup. Former UFC light heavyweight champ Mauricio Shogun Hua was robbed in Brazil, this is like last month, stripped naked. They stole his car, stripped him naked, beat him up, left him laying in the road. You know, and he's one of the guys that they adore. They, they probably didn't know who he was, or they didn't <coughs> care. Oh, they absolutely knew who he was. Is he like I mean, he's Michael probably Jordan? One of, probably one of the only guys driving like the Lexus or whatever he, he had down there, Range Rover, something like that. But, yeah, I mean, they... If you have a, money... It's a lot of broke people in Brazil, yeah. man. You know, it's not the place to show off. <laughs> the more I read of this story, just the more disturbing. It says, as of the date of this being written, only one person had been arrested for the crime. What and authorities were searching for two more. Whereas the entire fan, I mean, just lots of fans got together and marched around with this guy's head on a stick. Well, yeah, you just can't it's cut, not illegal. One though. guy just can't cut somebody's head off, like, in a hurry. It's not illegal to walk around with somebody's head. <laughs> Is it not? I don't think so. I mean, what's, I don't think that's the crime. <laughs> is that right, Brandon? I mean, that's after the deed has been done. It man. sounds like they were that's celebrating. Abuse, that's abuse of a corpse, though, right? Is it abuse? Well, the corpse is the body, right? Yeah, well, the head's part of the body, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> not when it's not attached. <laughs> if, if there's a loophole here, I want to know about it. <laughs> Say, hey, it wasn't his corpse. It was his head. Five o'clock today, we got the United States playing in the World Cup. All Edge eyes roll. will be glued onto the televisions. Will heads roll if the United States doesn't win? There will be riots at 4th Street. I'm just saying. 4th Street. No, there won't. Brandon Newsom's going to be in Shelbyville enjoying some bourbon and cigars watching this game. And if it doesn't go the USA's way, they're taking to the streets. I can, just, I can tell you. <laughs> I don't think it'll matter either way, to be honest with you. Brandon, how excited will you be if the United States wins? You're not a soccer fan. I'm not really in particularly either. Will you be excited? Will you be happy? Yeah, I mean, would uh, impact you? Would well, move you? Well, you know, I, during the Olympics, I always check the gold medal count, the medal count on Yahoo uh, to see, uh, you know, if we're ahead of Russia or any of the other countries. So, uh, you know, back to that nationalism and that sense of pride, absolutely, we'll be, you know, we won't be like overjoyed and running to the streets, but, but you know, on to the next one. You little fist bumps, bam, got it. I think it'd be it would be probably a little bit more prideful if it, if it was a guy, if we had a connection. You know, like if one of the kids from um, Kentucky Country Day <laughs> played for played for the Team USA, then it'd be a different story. Well, Absolutely. We're in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Uh, Demarcus Beasley is a player, five foot eight, a whopping one hundred and forty five pounds. From Jeff? From Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, that's like four hours. That's Chicago, here. man. <laughs> yeah, that's Indiana, same state. I think that's the the closest. Proximity to where we're at. And probably nine people in Fort Wayne know who he is. That's sad.
Because he plays soccer. <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, but he made it. Shout out to, uh, what's his name? DeMarcus Beasley. DeMarcus Beasley, yep. Born in 1982, so he's, what, 31 years old. Shout out to Beasley. To the Beasleys, all the Beasleys around the world. I feel like soccer on on the uh, international stage is a bit for the older for older athletes. You know, I, you, you don't hear of, like, we talked about the U.S. Open, an 11-year-old almost making the cut. You don't hear of, like, a 19-year-old just blazing it up at at the World Cup. You've got these seasoned veteran professionals that are doing so well. Is it soccer sport where you, you, you hit get, your prime a little later? Your, yeah, I mean. Kind of like baseball? Well, I mean, you know, what? Like you said, Messi's 26. He's been doing – he's like the world's greatest. He's been doing it since 19 – since he was 19 or 20. And I'll just say, like say, for instance, you know, around here we wait for Madden to come out. They wait for FIFA to yeah. come out. I mean, it's like like if you go a whole different culture. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. Like you know, those guys, you know, I mean, everything is centered around America, of course. You know, here, but those guys over there, man, you know, they they have you know, like what's his name? Um, Messi's a star. Ronaldo's a star. Those are the highest played athletes in Europe. Soccer players. Because that's what they play, you know, soccer and tennis and all that other stuff. It's just a different, like you say, it's a different type of, a different culture. But I mean, it's the same. It's the same fanatic, fanatical. Um, you know, when they're in the streets, they can't go anywhere unrecognized. It's almost a di- to a different level, I'd say. It's like Kentucky basketball, yeah, but to whatever degree. I mean, it's it's crazy, right? I mean, it's it's to yeah. a different level. They're throwing batteries in the stands. I hate to just say it's all real violent. Bananas. Passionate. <laughs> Everything. Very passionate. Very passionate. Uh, all the while, I'll, I'll skip on ever being at one of these events. I don't want to get killed. We can go to a tame one. You just got to be with the right group. MLS. We'll pack up the batteries. I go there with a bunch of Brazilians, maybe. That's well, you got to be like, you know, you can't be, you can't uh, go to England. Like, you can't be in Everton. And be a uh, Liverpool fan, you know what I mean. You gotta, you gotta kind of be a homer. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta be a homer, man. It's not, yeah, it's not like, yeah, it's like going, it's like going to Wrigley Field and saying, uh, um, you know, St. Louis. Yeah, I'm saying you can't. You might want to leave early. Yeah, if, if you're winning. Baseball, or, or their their share of L. A. and San Francisco. Exactly. Yeah, you get killed. That's happened, but yeah. th- those are so few and far between. I feel like it's. I mean, you guys didn't even hear of this weird soccer story until I just read it. Yeah, stuff like that happens a lot more in these other countries. That I don't know, man. Major League Baseball thing was once every however many years. Once every well, I mean, they got the guy in the football San Francisco. They're crazy around that. True, Oakland, San Francisco. You got those rivalries that can can turn in a minute. The people don't even know why they're arguing. They don't even know why they hate each other. It happens with Louisville and Kentucky. I've witnessed people, people gotten get, like hurt, get, hurt bad. Well, I mean, I I saw a bar fight just over Louisville, <laughs> Louisville versus Kentucky. I did. <laughs> I really it's did. I'm surprised there's not been fights in this very studio over that. There has actually not fist. I don't think not that I know of actual fist fights, but you know, yeah. Mason yeah. and Myers didn't end very well uh, with the. the <laughs> Louisville and Kentucky, <laughs> you know. I mean, there's always people who you get Kentucky and a Louisville fan in the studio together, yeah, and it's yeah. not always going to end well. 
So it's not a, but it's the funny thing about it. It's like it's always you don't see Joe B. Hall and Denny Crum going at it because they're, like, they're so old, right? And then, and then they're making money. That's right. They, <laughs> that's the guy's right. That's You're the key, right. man. It's the young that's guys the who have nothing really, no real. <laughs> Vested interest whatsoever. They have a pride. tattoo of, you know, the New York Yankees on the forearm. It's, you know. Man, I hate all the Mets fans, man. Anybody want to take me? I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn, man. You know, I'm from the Bronx. And it's like, okay, buddy. Guys, we're going to head to our last break of the show. The, the pleasant tunes you hear, I'm sure you're wondering. This is the theme song to the 1978 World Cup. 78. That was a good year. Hell of a year for the World Cup. Be sure to stay tuned. Where was it in 78? El Mundial. Let's see. Argentina. Stay tuned for more weekend sports buzz. Welcome back to the Weekend Sports Buzz, brought in by the 1986 theme song to the World Cup, A Special Kind of Heroes. Pretty good song, huh? This doesn't get you going for soccer. I mean, you want something upbeat. Here, let me speed it up and see if there's any action. It's an ice skating song. It builds up to a crescendo, probably. This is horrible. (laughs) All right, guys, I'm sorry. So every year there's a theme song for the World Cup. And it seems to be very, at least the last couple World Cups, pretty American, Americanized, right? Pitbull, certainly American this year. You think that's the theme for the entire World Cup or just here in the United States? Shakira is obviously from Colombia, but right. she's probably lives in the United States, I would think. Well, I mean, how many big... um. Latin artists do you have? I mean, that we know, we know worldwide, about here? worldwide, that sell worldwide. I mean, Carlos Santana. Yeah, he's he's maybe he did it back in the day. He's pretty old. He yeah, opened up in old. Louisville for um, Rod Stewart the other day at the Yum Center. Now, that would been cool. Santana opened for Rod Stewart. I believe so. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Is that right, Brandon? Yeah. He did. Were you there? I was not there. I gave away some tickets though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you gave him away. He's like, hey, this is Rod Stewart, man. You Did you struggle this? to give him away, or was it an easy giveaway? There was a little contest in the office, and oh. uh, they quickly you know, bought him up. It was a Groupon buy. I think it was 25 bucks for per ticket off Groupon. Was it a woman? Was it women? I saw a lot of women at that concert. I'd have to be. With, like, high heel boots and um and, and uh, mesh, mesh, like, blouses. Well, Cher was the next day. Oh. Well, it's kind of like... It blends in. I'm man. holding out. I got tickets for Katy Perry in August. You do? How much did you pay for those, Gary? Ah, like 73 bucks a piece. That's not they're as not, bad as I thought. Uh, but they're not great. I mean, You're I looked a, it up. You told me about it. My daughter loves Katy Perry. I looked it up. I didn't find any for 73 bucks. Mm-hmm. You probably can't find any right now. There wasn't much left back. That was uh, her birthday's in probably in April. 
Oh, you blaming it on your daughter? You you don't want to see it? She does. I said I had tickets. I didn't say I was gonna take her. Oh, <laughs> Gary, oh, you, Gary, man. Gary likes Katy Katy Perry. He I was do. telling me that he's watched a lot of movies with her in I, it. I've, I've seen her movie. Movie? She got a movie? Yeah. With Juicy J? He's not in it. No, but Russell Brand's in it. And he breaks her heart in the middle of it. It's like oh. a little documentary. She goes with he John did. Meyer, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. He dated. She dated Russell Brand for a while, right? Mm-hmm. He Mar- he. She was married to him? Yeah. Sure, yeah. And I think he played some really bad practical jokes on her or something like that. Did you guys hear about that? Uh, it doesn't surprise me. He's got a real twisted sense of humor, which is what makes things funny. And he, like, I think he maybe tweeted under her name and really pissed her <laughs> off, and then they got a divorce. Oh, well. Which is good. I, li- I like to hear stuff like that. <laughs> I love to hear divorce stories. It's just- <laughs> Drugs are bad, man. <laughs> yeah, Russell Brand. You think he's into some drugs? I heard he was. I bet he's watching the World Cup. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, he looks like a World Cup fan, doesn't he? <laughs> if you, I guess if you can generalize, you know, like a, a British skinny guy watching World Cup. Yeah. He's definitely watching the World Cup, and he's getting wasted tonight. Yeah, he like, he's a Manchester United fan. Five yeah. o'clock tonight, that's the main sports story in the world. Brandon, the one thing we did not mention is the NBA draft is approaching quickly. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I guess like you're talking about Embiid's injury. So I guess, many moves. Does that move somebody up? I, I guess Wiggins is supposedly, according to Chad Ford of ESPN, Wiggins is one of the best top five best NBA prospects in the last ten years. Something like to that effect is Andrew Wiggins should be the number one pick. Wiggins, yeah. it's, it's a weak draft this year. You think so? I think it's weak some. Too. Some people are saying it's it's strong. Who? Then maybe the people trying to sell us tickets. Wolf tickets, man. Yeah, it's a weak draft, man. There's so many moving pieces. What's interesting about the draft this year is we got Kevin Love, who is arguably an MVP candidate this year. He may be switching teams. Oh, yeah. LeBron James may be switching teams. (laughs) Tim Duncan could switch teams. He could. You think he will? Probably Is his contract up? Yeah, I mean, he's up. He's up. He probably won't. Why would he? They built that team in San Antonio all around him. I mean, you know, can he get more money? I I couldn't blame him if he did. Soccer, interesting paralleling these two sports, comparing them. Soccer has such more liberal rules and stigmas attached to people switching teams. They loan, I don't understand how it works, but they loan players to different clubs, like the English Premier League, stuff like that. How's that work, Brandon? I have no idea. But you know it happens. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Whole different animal when it comes to fans of NBA. Flopping is another example. In soccer and other countries, people do not look down on players when they flop. In the United States, if you're known for flopping, you might as well get cramps in the middle of a game because you're a sissy. (laughs) True story. Right? (laughs) Flopping is not accepted in our culture, is it? What's up with the cramps, man? I mean, what's, I know you like the paces, but you don't like you, you don't like King James. I don't have a problem with, but oh. I don't have a problem with him cramping up. It happened, and he took a lot of negative publicity for it, right? Right, guys. The show has been great. We're gonna wrap things up here. Uh, the weekend sports buzz coming at you every Sunday from ten until noon. Be sure to stay tuned for more of the those weekend golf guys. And tune in next Sunday from 10 till noon for more of the Weekend Sports Buzz.